Hello, and welcome to the Ending Body Burnout Show. We are your hosts, Chris and Philly, co-founders of a multi-award-winning functional medicine practice, serving busy people with energy, mood, and gut issues. While busyness, addictive doing, people-pleasing, and perfectionism might be the norm, it's not normal, and it's a major contributor to health issues. Our goal with this show is to give you a holistic root, root cause approach to healing your body so that you don't have to continue doctor or diet hopping or popping a gazillion supplements hoping something might stick. So get ready to heal your body, get your spark back, deeply connect with yourself and step into the life of your dreams. Let's Let's dive dive in. Hello, just a quick announcement before we dive into today's episode, my book, Ending Body Burnout, which I've been banging on about for the last two-ish years, is finally being released at the end of October. For any keen beans out there, I am currently running a pre-release book sale launch where you can receive almost $300 worth of bonuses when you buy the book before it's physically released. So the bonuses include a beating, our Beating Body Burnout and Perfectionism short course a live communicating with symptoms, intimate workshop with Chris and I, date to be announced, and also my gut movement masterclass. So head down to the show notes, buy the book, and you'll receive all these awesome bonuses. You So good. All right. So in this episode, we're super excited to share with you a Connect the Dots episode with you. Uh, It's been a while since we've done this and I think back in June was our last one. Episode 16. In these Connect the Dots episodes, what we do is we take a listener's case and we put our detective hats on and we connect the dots to the health symptoms. We identify potential uh, mind-body environment, root causes. We suggest lab tests to confirm these imbalances. In today's episode, we're digging into a case around bloating, constipation, nausea, tiredness, burnout, and anxiety. So thank you so much, Heidi, for sending in your case and letting us investigate this uh, on our podcast. If you'd like to have your case reviewed by us and connected the dots, uh, and you'd like to be on a Connect the Dots episode, go to the show notes down below, click the application form, uh, link to send us your case. Awesome. So before we jump into today's case, this is for informational, educational purposes only. So this doesn't replace having an official consult with us or with your medical doctor or practitioner. So what we are discussing today is coming from a place of, not from a place, sorry, of advice giving. This is not health advice. It's not medical advice. It would actually be irresponsible for us of us to look at someone's Google form that they set in and be like, oh, this is what's going on with you. Do this because we have not sat with you over an extended period of time to really understand your unique case. So this episode or the Connect the Dots episode is more looking or giving you another approach at looking at body burnout symptoms and taking you through our holistic body-mind environment approach to healing. 
Alrighty, so let's dive into Heidi's case. So this poor soul has been struggling with some pretty intense chronic health issues since a teenager. So she rode in with a lot of gut symptoms, bloating, constipation, nausea, vomiting, as well as other burnout symptoms, tiredness, burnout, anxiety. Uh, This listener said her health issues started after a lot of childhood trauma, constantly needing to keep busy and be a good girl by getting good grades and people-pleasing. She also says that she grew up with a very anxious and emotional mother who, and she felt like as the child, she needed to constantly be working and helping out around the house and wasn't able to relax much. And this has continued on into adulthood. Um, So she also said she moved out of home in year 12 with her sister and had three jobs to support herself, not much downtime. The not much downtime, there there was not a lot of context around that. I imagine there wasn't much downtime as a teenager, but also, I have a feeling this is carried on to into adult life also. Okay, so we'll dig into all of that. I just wanted to give a, a recap of the symptoms, when it started, and also what this listener has tried so far. So she has tried quite a lot of stuff, especially around gut health. So she wrote in and said she's currently on GAPS, intro stage four. Almost and almost finished a three-month liver program. So she's done, for those who don't know GAPS, it is a beautiful healing elimination diet that really takes you back to uh, bone broths, lots of eggs in the intro stage, and then slowly over time you start introducing foods back in. For some people it works amazing, but obviously for this lady she isn't getting anywhere fast um, and sounds like she's also deep into a liver program. Um, So she says, I've been fully committed to the GAPS program for five months now. That is dedication. (laughs) I've been 95% sugar, dairy, gluten-free, fruit-free, white carb-free, grain-free and following the program. I have seen some reduction in symptoms, but it's not consistent. So so this is already, I start putting... um, little question marks around this it's like wow okay so if the symptoms have reduced a little bit but not completely and not consistent especially the gut issues then this is no longer just about food is what I'm going to say first and foremost for that um I think the listener also says I think the stress of trying to adhere to the food Um, and cooking and preparation, everything from scratch has actually added to my stress. We often see that too. We had a lot of people who are busy and perfectionists and overdoers and, you know, and this can show up as a pattern in trying to heal the body as well, which then can cause more stress to the system and then therefore little to no healing. Um, She also mentioned she's on a lot of supplements, zinc, magnesium, digestive enzymes, GABA, um, lipids, trace minerals. She has one to two gap shakes with fresh carrot and beetroot juice. She's doing all the things. (laughs) Um, She's also done some testing as well. So she mentioned she's done a GI360 stool testing, which showed up parasites and also a SIBO breath test, which showed up positive. And she's been tested for pyroles, which is a genetic issue to do with zinc and copper, which was negative. Um, 
prior to this, she'd also tried FODMAP diets, which didn't help. Expensive antibiotics for SIBO, they are very expensive, like $500, um, which didn't help. And seeing 8 plus naturopaths and sen- spending thousands of dollars to no great improvement. <sighs> okay. So there's a lot going on, not only symptomatically, but she is trying really hard to heal her body. Mm. So I think we need to acknowledge that, first of all, that like you you go, girl. <laughs> You're obviously in the space to get results and to and you want to be well and you want to heal. But currently it sounds like the way in which she is going about it is feeling really frustrating, exhausting, even more stressful and then highly likely that is probably one deep reason as to why there haven't been health uh, resolution yet. Mm. Uh, I like to... My very first thought about when, when I first meet somebody or, or, or hear a case is just to listen to the, the way they speak about concerns and, and, and what's going on in their life. And I often think this is a hard time. This is, this is a challenge. And one of the, one of the non-physical ways that, that somebody can get better is by just shifting the, the language and the way that they, they talk about their experience. Um, not owning, not possessing, not possessing the experience that we're going through uh, and also not labeling things uh one one thing I, d- I just caught one little snippet there about finances like expensive tests and it might cost f- say five hundred dollars right that might be um well it is what it is it's five hundred dollars by calling it expensive sometimes i don't know sometimes it can be a little bit victimy i can't afford this this is too hard for me uh and and I'm not going to cough that up. Or I've spent the money and I haven't and got I, the results. And so now I regret. It's a waste. Right. Yeah. And, and I feel like I've, I've, I've eaten it. I've eaten this cost and now it's coming back up to get me. And the re- reason why I honed in on that is because Heidi's got nausea. She is experiencing um, that, that sort of feeling sick. Mm. And the, the cost of these tests is making me sick. It makes me sick to think that I'm going through all of this and the supplements. Not, yeah, <laughs> maybe it was. Uh, Doesn't this, really matter. Yeah, <laughs> what this it is was. this is just the just the just the thought that's worth jotting down, contemplating, and and exploring. It's like, wow, yeah, okay. Is there a more is a more empowered language that I can use to to conversate about my experience? Mm. And that's a good point because. I like to reframe to if I'm meeting with someone for a connect the dots initial consult, which is usually the first part of the process when doing our ending body burnout method. Um, but it's like, well, you know what? It probably like it's not a waste because it's it's got you to this point, which will then get you to that point. So it's almost like I look back at all the things I did that at the time I'm like, oh, this is a waste of time or money because 
I didn't get the results straight away or I've been trying really hard to get them and I still have issues six months later. Whereas now I can look back in hindsight and like every single little thing that I did and big thing, it all fits. Like it was all part of the picture in order for my body to then heal and be healthy. This is reminding me of this one time I was over some people's place and uh, when, I, when I was serving a mission for my church and I went to this family's house and they were they didn't have a lot of money and they just fed us fed us this massive meal and at that time I didn't I didn't have many many boundaries around eating and I ate a lot of food and something didn't sit right with me and I felt nauseous and I felt sick and I threw up um and I felt such shame and guilt around around that experience because it was it was beautiful. It was a beautiful experience. I'm so grateful. And then here I am, just throwing it up. And I felt like it was a massive waste. And I felt guilt and shame. And what was what <laughs> threw the dagger into my heart or gut probably was that I was hungry afterwards. <laughs> And and then that laid on some more shame and guilt. I don't know if that resonates with anybody. What's that got to do with this? Nausea, <laughs> nausea, nausea is a is a symptom. And sometimes when we do things, we feel guilt and shame. And I I've started to notice that when someone feels sick, mm. there it doesn't take much poking around to find the shame and guilt. Mm. And it happens more more often than not that that I, I just I find it hard to think it's a coincidence. Yeah. We'll dig into that a little bit later. Let's just Radio. kind of look at, at the two causes of body burnout. So where mm. do we go from here with this this data, with these dots on a page? So we believe that there are two causes, two causes of body burnout and chronic health issues. So there's either physical inflammatories or metaphysical inflammatories. And in actual fact, there's always both. (laughs) So if only one side is addressed, if only the physical body is being addressed, which it sounds like this is what this lady has done a lot of work around, especially around the gut and the liver. Lots Mm. of beautiful, lovely, wonderful physical work. But it's unlikely to get long-lasting results or any results at all if the metaphysical inflammatories aren't being addressed either, which is kind of what Chris was talking about in terms of shame and guilt and we'll talk deeper about that one in a secchi. So let's dig into both of these. Let's start off with the physical side of things. Um, And I want to talk about the body systems more specifically. So it sounds like this lady is experiencing significant chronic gut issues. So, yeah, it would make sense for someone to look at the gut. It's like I'm feeling the issues in my gut. Well, therefore, it must be a gut issue. So in this case, I think like she did a great job or whoever she was working with um, prescribing a stool test and a SIBO test to really get an understanding of what was what's going on in the gut. Um, and it looks like this listener, yeah, has has got some results or some answers around that. So there is SIBO, there is parasite, there are parasites, there is dysbiosis. 
And that is all great to know because then it's like, okay, cool. Now we know a bit more about what to work on here. But currently all the gut treatment that she's tried so far hasn't worked. The antibiotics for the SIBO, the digestive enzymes, the GAPS diet, which clears up or should clear up a bunch of dysbiosis. Um, Something that I think about with with SIBO and really stubborn gut symptoms that aren't really improving with other methods is using the elemental diet. So I thought I'd just drop that in that if that's an avenue that this person hasn't tried yet, then the elemental diet is incredibly effective at clearing out SIBO. So that's basically two weeks of a special formulated shake no food that feeds the Yummy. host, <laughs> feeds the host, but not the bacteria, and so then the bacteria in the small intestines die off. Um, but, 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 tastes like butt. It ta- oh, well, actually, no. There's a chocolate flavor and a tropical flavor <laughs> that 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 we use. Um, when I did the elemental diet back when I had SIBO, there was only the chocolate flavor, and that tasted like butt by the end of the two weeks. <laughs> I'm just like, I am so sick of this chocolate shake. Give me something to eat. Um, Okay. But even before I would think about doing more gut support, I would be thinking about what else is happening at the physical body systems level, which is preventing the gut from healing, especially what is happening in the neuroendocrine system. So this listener said that she had trauma in the past. Um, that she's now showing up with patterns of busyness, high levels of stress, people-pleasing, difficulty relaxing, no downtime. The gut cannot heal in a stressed state. So when you're in a stressed state, you switch into the uh, sympathetic nervous system state, which is fight and flight. And in that state, you cannot rest and digest effectively. So I would be like, let's just forget about gut work. At the moment, let's calm the farm down and work out why your system is in a fight or flight mode and address that first before we jump back into gut work. Um, okay, so so the two things that are two body systems then from that side of things I'd be thinking about are the adrenals and also the neurotransmitters. So your adrenals are these lovely organs that sit on top of your kidneys they secrete your stress hormones cortisol and dhea so cortisol is your fight flight response hormone um cortisol is great we would all be dead if we didn't produce cortisol because it keeps us safe it is also really good for energy production but if you're not regulating your stress hormones or if you've had a lot of chronic stressors and that also could now be physical stresses as well as metaphysical stresses as well as like trauma and then like just day-to-day life living then over time your hormones deplete and you just can't regulate yourself Um, effectively anymore so you'll always stay in a chronic state of fight or flight so definitely be thinking about testing the adrenals and then also the brain so neurotransmitters that are really important to help regulate the nervous system and just so important for every chemical reaction in our body uh, serotonin 
dopamine and adrenaline. So adrenaline's a bit more like that cortisol. When you're experiencing stressors or inflammation, whether it's physical or metaphysical, your body is producing a lot of adrenaline because it's it's the fight-flight brain chemical as well. So it's like, I am not safe. I'm feeling stress. I'm feeling pain. Something bad is about to happen. So I have to inject a whole heap of adrenaline to fight or to get out of this dangerous situation. And when I talk about dangerous situation, generally, you know, there probably was dangerous stuff in the past and maybe there might be in the present, but most of the time they're invisible, not real dangers. It's just that your whole body can't regulate very effectively now and now everything feels dangerous. Um, So I'd be thinking about testing the neurotransmitters, which we do using a lovely organic acid test that looks at your brain via your urine, which is just amazing. Um, And the other body system I want to mention before we move on to metaphysical root causes is the other detox pathways. So she did mention that she completed a three-month detox program. Um, I am assuming that this was not based on testing because it sounds like she's only done gut testing. So my first question would be, did it even need to be addressed? Like maybe the liver's actually fine or the detox pathways, but also maybe it's not. And then generally speaking, I wouldn't be trying to detox until the gut is healed. So so one, I would actually do some specific testing. Do you need support with detox? And also what type of support? Because there are a bunch of different markers and different pathways in the body and different nutrients that support the clearance of toxins from the body um, that, that may need different type of support. So potentially she might have been using the wrong types of supplements. Um, and yeah, you generally don't really want to detox until the gut is healed because one of the major ways the liver gets rid of toxins from the body is it dumps it back into the gut via the gallbladder and the bile, which by the way, if there's chronic nausea, I also think that there potentially might be bile issues. So liver dumps the toxins back into the gut via by via the bile and then you should be able to pull it all out. Now she's got SIBO and parasites and dysbiosis and things and constipation and things aren't going and flowing through the body as it should, then those toxins are just get, going to get recirculated back into the system, stressing the whole body out. And this is where I often see not so much in our clinic because we do it in a very safe order <laughs> um, when the person is ready. But I have seen a lot of other people get really sick when they're detoxing and there's this kind of myth in the natural therapies that it's like it's good to feel crap when you're detoxing, purge it, vomit, diarrhea, stay in bed for a week. I'm like, "Mm, no, actually, like, yeah. This is starting to sound like high-intensity physical. (laughs) High-intensity physical exercise Uh. This is that version of that. It's like mm. no pain, no gain. Mm. If you're not detoxing to death, are you really even detoxing, man? Yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. Now, like if any clients are listening and they're like, I got symptoms, generally like, <laughs> do you not like- generally that you generally like most people do feel some sort of detoxing type symptoms, but you know, it's usually mild. Like for me, yeah. I remember 
I had a bunch of cystic acne show off on my jawline. Now that's not fun and it wasn't pretty, but it didn't prevent me from mothering or working. I got a bit of a headache over my right eyebrow and weirdly enough, my nose just excreted balls of oil. Awesome. <laughs> but you know, that that's, that's, I feel like that is okay. If it's to the extreme where it's just like, I can't sleep because I've got high anxiety and insomnia and I'm so itchy and, I'm like vomiting and pooing out everything, then not good, not good. Yep. Okay. Um, Metaphysical? Yeah. Well, well, also just really quickly, just from a physical inflammatory. So I really just kind of touched on the body systems. But then I'd also be thinking from a physical perspective, what else is happening in the lifestyle, in the environment? So is this person still using environmental toxins maybe in skincare cleaning products because that's going to put more stress on the body is the house moldy um my may there be some emf sensitivities what's her sleep like what's her lifestyle like is she moving or not moving too much so they're the type of things that we'd be thinking about from a physical inflammatory perspective Metaphysical. Yay! <laughs> Chris is like, come oh, on. I'm on the edge of my get seat. Get through the science. I love the uh, science. So, okay. okay. By the way, metaphysical is science as well. It is absolutely science and structure and process <laughs> and research backed. <laughs> so, okay. So, so. Like, okay. So, not research backed. This, this next thing I'm going to say is is more about inner contemplation and soul searching so there's a saying as within so without um as above so below and and i think when when i help someone with physical pain say when i was doing massage um someone comes to me with a a pain in let's just say a pain in the pain in the back lower back it's re- the the issue is rarely at the specific site of the of the pain it's rarely that and there's a saying to go upstream downstream so you go look above and you look below and then first off you go within you go as close to the close to the center as you possibly can there's an analogy here so as above so below as without, so within, upstream, downstream. So upstream, downstream, conscious. What are you aware of? What are some things that straight up are coming to the surface? We Let's talk about symptoms. There's these symptoms. So we've got constipation, tiredness, worried, um, anxiety, bloating, um, uh, anxiety, burnout, all that sort of stuff. So I think, okay, now what's underneath all of that? Every behavior has a belief underneath. Constipation is a behavior. It's a behavior of... The body sometimes, mostly all the time, there might be a uh, uh, some sort of unconscious messaging in there. And what is that? What's constipation? Constipation could be refusal to to let go of old ideas, hanging on to your crap, right? Stuck in the past, stinginess, all that sort of stuff, tight wadedness. Then you've got um, 
uh, tiredness as a symptom. That's what you're aware of, but what's underneath all of that? What sort of beliefs are underneath that tiredness? Are you investing your energy in things that have little to no value to you? Are you over-prioritizing the urgent things and not so much living a value a value-driven life, purpose-filled life. Um, bloating, bloating. What's bloating? Bloating's trying to get out. Something's trying to get out. Distension. It's it's a pressure from within. You got this something inside of you is just trying to get out, but you're holding in your crap, and then you got nausea. So it's something's making you feel sick. And then the next question that I would ask if I didn't know this is. What's your past been like? What's growing up been like for you? And now we know from from Heidi's case notes that there was trauma. There was childhood trauma. And that uh, as, as within, so without, as above, so below, the things that happen in our life that we experience find a way to get into us. Mm. And... Yeah, we might talk a bit more about trauma side of things as well because if someone has trauma in the past that hasn't been addressed, it is 100% a deeper root cause of gut issues, anxiety and fatigue. Like it is because we're an interconnected being. So I'll get scientific now as well (laughs) in that, what actually happens when you experience trauma or distressing events? Because trauma, sometimes people think that trauma is, you know, rape and domestic violence and being in a war and maybe a really traumatic accident. Which it is. Which it is. It definitely is. But it's not just. It's not only that, right? Yeah. So so I actually like to use the term just distressing events. What has happened in the past yeah. that caused distress to your brain, your nervous system, your body, your emotions. And sometimes the distressing event can be if you look back and it's just like, oh, that was really innocent. Doesn't that happen to every child? I just had a normal, happy up, up, upbringing. That, that, was, that was fine. But as a child, we're egocentric. So every, which means that everything that happens means something about us. And children have a limited capacity to process and make sense of things from, you know, an adult perspective or a rational perspective. So we have, we have girl, little girls, well, they're growing up now, but our youngest is eight. And the smallest thing can cause major distress for her because she's internalizing everything. Everything means something about her. And generally when you experience something negative, you make it mean something negative about yourself. So I just wanted to contextualize that that trauma isn't just the big stuff, it's also the little stuff. And which then means that no child comes out of childhood without trauma. Like every child at some point would have something quite distressing happen to them that may or may not, and often it remains in the body, um, be stored in the body. So when something happens, trauma, distressing event, instead of if you are feeling this sudden uh, explosion of cortisol and adrenaline, so going back to the brain and the adrenals, and, and 
your body can't process it that very effectively and it's feeling really intense and you're not able to really rationalize it the way that we might as an adult, then instead of that memory or that event or series of things that happen in the situation, getting stored in the hippocampus and being time stamped as done, you can stay in the past now, you're just a memory. Look, we can retrieve it, but it's just neutral. That's normal. What's dysfunctional is if that memory or that those events or situations don't get time-stamped and they get stuck in the unconscious state, almost like a broken videotape loop going round and round and round in your unconscious state as if you are reliving it again and again and again in the present. And so then if you think about that, that's going to have major, 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 major stress, cause major stress to the body because then constantly your adrenals are firing and your brain is firing and your nervous system is always feeling like it's in danger. Then that's going to break down the gut. Then that's going to overwhelm the detox pathways. Then that's going to cause more stress to the adrenals and the brain. So it just becomes this vicious cycle. So if we go back to what Chris said around um, constipation, having things stuck or blocked in your body or feeling like you need to crap something out but you're holding on to it. Well, yeah, like, yes, this is like scientifically what's happening when there is trauma. And the unconscious state, the only way that it can talk to us is through things, imagination, symbols um, and pain. And so that's where often we find that there are links between certain symptoms in the body having a symbolic meaning around something that's stuck in the unconscious state that needs to be addressed. And, you know, we're a fan of um, testing. Mm. Sometimes when when it comes to uh, metaphysical testing, we like to use what we call outlet. We, we have outlets where our, our clients can plug their thoughts into the outlet, not a physical outlet, but a metaphorical outlet, uh, like kind of like journaling and with some specific work to do. And, and when you get this stuff out of you, get it out of your head and you connect with your heart, you connect with what's what's actually really going in at the deeper level, uh, you, you, can, you can find some really interesting data mm. that's worth contemplating. And if you don't get it out of your head, if you don't plug it into outlet, you just, you've, you've already got way too much in your head already and, that, and you're trying to hold on to this stuff that just, all this crap, just get it out of your head, plug it into the outlet and... Um, and then deal with it. Once it's on paper, you can actually deal with it. Mm. And also too, like what we find with clients as well is then you start seeing patterns mm. in their their outlets or like the metaphysical lab testing, just in the same way that we saw a bunch of patterns or connected the dots with the physical lab test. Same thing. There's a whole heap of patterns where it's just like, oh, because of this distressing stuff that happened which has put you into a fight or flight state that is not processed and dislodged from your unconscious state yet 
Oh, it's showing up as patterns of behaviour mm. usually, first of all, or thought patterns. Um, so going back to Heidi's case, the people-pleasing, the getting good grades, the good girl. So that's really common when someone has a trauma response in the body because it's like, oh, it's unsafe to be part of the to not be part of the tribe. Mm. So when I am a good girl, when I get good grades, when I please other people, then other people are going to accept and love me. So it it's kind of like a protective mechanism of not being rejected. And maybe, I mean, she doesn't talk about what type of childhood trauma, but potentially too, if there was any violence involved, then it's like, yeah, actually, it is safe. It is unsafe to not people please and to not be a good girl because physically I may get hurt if I don't and even though someone may grow up and not be in that environment anymore they're in a safe environment the unconscious state doesn't know that because it's playing around these videotape loops that are going round and round and round happening now that's the psychological bloat right there it's this pressure from within every behavior has a belief underneath mm. or if you if you think about bloating as a metaphor for for psychological or um, emotional pressure it, what's the stories in there what's the stories that's causing this internal pressure what's the stories that's causing this this anxiety and this shame what's the stories that you've decided to install as a protective mechanism based on the experiences that you've had that that were overwhelming for you while you were developing and growing up mm. and then once you've got that out well you plug that in and and you can see all those dots you can connect it and you can start to actually deal with it mm. and what i found really interesting too is we've had some clients in the past who have done maybe something like EMDR mm. which can clear trauma but then they were still left with all these shame guilt self-limiting beliefs that were often created during that time so although the although the unconscious state or nervous system was back into a state of calm when they thought about certain events there was all this other baggage that had been created programmed wired into the body around and like specifically around deeper dysfunctional beliefs that they have about themselves and their worth as a human so so trauma like oh my goodness if someone's trauma must be addressed so when we're working with clients we do this really specifically at the unconscious level because it kind of makes sense talk therapy can only be helpful for so long because when you think about our mind we're five percent conscious and 95% unconscious. So we must go down into the unconscious state to switch off, heal trauma and also reprogram, rewire any self-limiting beliefs that are causing dysfunctional patterns that are leading to burnout and also causing really directly symptoms. Uh, one, one more thing on that is the shame about doing more work. Do you know what I mean? Like um, I've already done so much. That's almost like there's a, there's a little force field that just got put up when you when you say that. There's a little energetical, you know, I'm thinking of Star Wars or something like that, like a deflector beam. Uh, you can't get <laughs> – if you can just be vulnerable enough to just keep keep going, keep, keep this work going, keep – you're doing such a great job. Yes, you've done a lot. 
can you do more? And and if you're f- still experiencing symptoms, then there's still more to do. Right? Mm. So so yeah, you've done you've done a lot. Good job. Keep keep going. What's the what's the leftovers? Mm. Everyone's got to put their plate in the dishwasher in our in our home. You know, once you once you finish the meal, you put it in. <coughs> <laughs> ah, ah. <coughs> I don't know. I think I do the dishwasher <coughs> the most. <coughs> yes, you do. But, but <laughs> along, along, finish the job. Along the lines, what you were saying too. I mean, it's a bit of a segue, but it's like yeah, there, there's high, like if you haven't got the results yet, there's more work to be done. Um, and this is going back to the original thought of you're not just treating the physical body physically, there must also be the metaphysical testing and addressing. And here's the thing, if you just continue, if you continue addressing the physical over and over and over again, maybe doing the same things, maybe trying different things and there's stuff stuck in the unconscious state, it's not going to get very long-lasting results and it can actually cause more trauma. Because your unconscious mind feels like it doesn't matter yet again if you aren't listening to why the unconscious mind is sending you messages via the body to get your attention. And that pain is always there to protect you, to love you, to serve you. And if you're just flogging it with physical stuff only, then it's just like, oh my goodness. It's like, how am I going to get this person to listen to me? They're not listening to me. They don't love me. Oh, that's just cementing even further dysfunctional beliefs that I'm unlovable, not good enough, not worthy, whatever it is. And so when you listen to yourself, these these pain, these symptoms, as frustrating as they are highly likely right now, they are only ever there to try and bring you back to realign with yourself, to deeply connect with yourself and to love yourself the way that you were born to do before you started picking up weird beliefs and lies about yourself. All right, awesome. So I think that wraps it up. Mm. hope this helped everyone to gain a different perspective on gut issues and looking at physical health symptoms in a more holistic approach and also the power and the results that can come when you address body burnout from both a physical and a metaphysical inflammatory perspective. Um, So as Chris mentioned earlier, if you'd like to get your own case anonymously reviewed on the Connect the Dots episode, just go down to the show notes, click the application form link and you can send us your case. And also... One last little announcement. Um, if you if you're really like, oh, I love what these guys are talking about, this deeper root root cause approach, this holistic approach to healing, grab a copy of my new book, Ending Body Burnout. We go over the whole holistic approach in that book. Um, and also just a reminder that if you purchase it before the end of October, Um, the pre-release launch bonuses, you will receive three, almost $300 worth of awesome bonuses. So just jump down to those show notes and you can buy the book today. (laughs) Thanks so much for joining us, guys. It's been a good one.
Thank you so much for listening. We so appreciate you. If you'd like to give us extra smiles, drop us a review and spread the love by sharing this episode. You can also rate your own state of burnout and the root cause contributors by taking our Ending Body Burnout Assessment on our website. And if you're interested in learning about our group or one-on-one Ending Body Burnout programs, shoot us a DM via Instagram or Facebook. Have Have the the best best day day ever. ever. (laughs)